Welcome to another episode of the Dulu Show. Today on the podcast, we had Double F Clothing as guests. Tell us a little bit about uh, who he is and uh, what uh, he's doing. We had a very nice chat with Cisco from Double F Clothing. He's the founder of it, started the whole thing by himself, working on it by himself while also working other jobs and taking care of his family. So big respects for that. And he's been full time at Double F Clothing since the end of May. Yeah, yes. Um, so we, we covered a, f- a range of different topics around building the business. We talked about um, the, the origins of the business, uh, the name and where he came up with the with the whole concept, how he goes production about production, how he goes about design, how he's allocating his time, financing the whole thing. Uh, challenges. We, challenges. We spoke about content. We spoke about his long-term vision of the company. And the random question was, if he had his choice, who, who would he collaborate with? Yeah, it was a very interesting conversation, a very positive one. Yeah, and I he think... was doing the interview from his car, which is his Sasso yeah. machine. So that's kind of his office, I'm guessing, at yeah. the moment. It's the very first first Dulu show uh, recorded uh, from inside of the car. Yeah. So maybe a new format. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hope you enjoyed the episode. This is Double F Clothing with Cisco. Enjoy. Well, thanks, man, Cisco. Thanks for taking the time. I'm Julian. I was writing with you on Instagram and emailing. And this is uh, the other part of the operation. Hi, nice meeting you. Nice meeting you guys too. I, I want to thank you guys um, before anything. You know, the pleasure is all mine. Um, you know, this, this is uh, something that is, is very new, like as far as like going into the market with the brand. So I'm grateful that you guys uh, have given me an opportunity. Thank you guys. Well, likewise, likewise. I mean, it's something uh, when I was looking at your profile, I think it's very appropriate profile to have on the podcast because you're also kind of entering that that the apparel business and then we, we're also kind of brand new so it's i think we're kind of on the same vibes we can uh, we can share a lot of experience maybe absolutely absolutely i agree okay man just tell us a little about a little bit about yourself and then the company and how it all started and then we can start from there okay so uh my name is francisco francisco and i am the founder of double f clothing and that's basically what the 2f stands for so that's actually my government name um, I'm 29 years old. Um, I am a marketing student at Rutgers Business School in Newark, New Jersey. Um, I'm actually going to start next month. I have an associate's degree in business, but I'm continuing my studies because uh, I have like a new motto and it's that, you know, I'll always be a student. So I like to continue to learn and, you know, every day is a challenge, you know, especially with this um, entrepreneurial thing. So um, that's pretty fun. so Double F Clothing stands uh, for my name, Francisco Francisco. I didn't want to choose um, like a, what do you say? Like a like a catchy phrase or anything like that to try to get people's attention. I don't want to sell people a fake dream. I don't want to call it, you know, the motivated minded people or anything like that. So I decided to keep it professional, use my name and kind of just go about it. You know, go about positivity and motivation. Tell people my story, um, learn from other people. And um, I just kept my, my name on the brand and I'm just going about it and showing people what being positive and, and being motivated is about. Um, the idea came up about in 2014, but I never, I, I took a lot of steps. Like I, I was in school and I'm also a full-time, I was also a full-time employee, full-time dad, full-time uh, partner. Um, so, you know, I was pretty busy, but I don't like to use excuses. Basically, I just didn't take that next step to say, all right, here we go, let's do it. So. 
I officially said, let's go do it, <laughs> like uh, May 31st. So basically, we've been out in the market for about two months. As of now, about two months in the market. Is, is that, so when did you start the whole thing? And then how long did it take you to get to market with, with actual products? So the, the idea came about in 2014. Um, basically, I went through a lot of struggles. Um, you know, not like I was poor or anything like that. Just, you know, people go through emotional struggles in life and things like that. Um, trying to figure out, you know, what our purpose is, you know, who we are, what, what do we want to do? You know what I mean? What satisfies us? What, what um, kind of solidifies our, our purpose on this earth, you know? So I went through things like that. And I started sketching up things on a piece of paper. I said, you know, I, I want to build a brand and I want to, you know, kind of create some type of culture behind it. So I started doing the sketches in 2014. And like I said, I went to school and I just started putting a whole bunch of presentations together for school and public speaking and, and all these things. And even making up fictitious numbers and accounting and things like that. Um, and now I'm here. Now I just kind of, I guess you could say I kind of put all the pieces together and now we're rolling. Nice one. Nice, man. And um, what was the driver to actually start and uh, open your store? Uh... Oh, <laughs> so um, I recently left my job. And basically, you know, I just, I just wanted more opportunity for growth. I wanted to continue to learn. And I felt like, you know, I, I put up, you know, I was in my company for eight years. So, you know, I felt like it was my time to take the next step, but unfortunately, you know, um, pages that uh, as far as that goes. So I kind of had to, you know, take uh, matters into my own hands, and and I started my, started the brand, and I did it myself because you know I felt like I was, I wouldn't say ready. I would say that no one's ever really ready for anything. You just kind of have to go do it, and you learn from your mistakes, and you keep improving, and you keep you know, um, and you keep working. Um, but that was really what what did it, you know. I just I needed to kind of break out of my box. I needed to try new things, you know. So now I'm here with this brand, and every day it's something new. Like today, I just um I put up the the backpack for um for a pre order, and it was just it's a whole new thing, you know. Because I I'm, I was doing clothing, and then all of a sudden I just put together a backpack because I'm going back to school next month, and then everybody's like, I want the backpack, I want the backpack, so. I'm like, all right, they want the backpack, give them the backpack. <laughs> so, you know, but then you have to learn, like, about, like, you know, you have to learn about your product, you know, otherwise, how are you going to sell it? So I have to, you know, learn about the materials, the nylon, the um, um, the dimensions, you know, what, you know, what fits in it, you know, the durability and things like that. So it's fun, you know, I'm learning something new every day, and I was pushed to do this because um, I felt like a lot of the things that I wanted to do were – I was being limited, so I had to do it myself. <laughs> yes, I can understand. And was the old work that you had, that was your full-time job, related in any way to apparel or clothing? It was not, actually. Um, I was a healthcare consultant. Um, I, I moved my way up to an assistant manager uh, over eight years. Well, I was an assistant manager for about, for almost three years. I was going on three years. But um, I was in the company for eight years as a healthcare consultant. So basically, I helped. Uh, helped medical insurance to apply for benefits either through the state or federal government, whether they were disabled, uh, age, blind, disabled, and things like that, minor children, pregnant women. So it was a really good job because I got to help people. And I kind of learned 
one of my main purposes in life is to help people. So whether that's through sharing my stories or um, uh, helping people get insurance, which was what I did at that point, and now, you know, trying to spread positivity and motivation to my generation and also even people who are older, it doesn't even matter. Like, it's never too late to start something. It's never too late to, you know, go after your dreams. So that's kind of the, the culture I want to build around the brand. And uh, the, the vision that you have, uh, it, it seems that positivity is such a huge pillar in it. Um, is that something that it's, it, it, it formed in your ears while you were working in this as a healthcare consultant? Or was this something that was with you from before? I think, uh, you guys can hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I've always had it in me. It's just a matter of being able to understanding that, you know, you should really be positive-minded regardless of, you know, how well things go or how bad things go. And, you know, just humbled by looking at other people's situations, you know, a lot of people that are unfortunate, people who um, are sick, you know, nobody wants to be sick. Nobody chooses to be sick. Nobody chooses to be, you know, in a, in a bad position. Sometimes people are just unfortunate. So, I guess being exposed to all those situations um, and things like that just kind of helped me get closer. But I think I've always had it in me um, that I always wanted to be, you know, positive minded and just I, I wanted to be surrounded by positive people. You know, it's never going to be 100 percent. But as far as like your circle, you can always find a way to get around people who have a similar mindset and who kind of understand where you're coming from or people that you can convert to start kind of looking at things, you know, in, in, in a brighter way. And are you working on this completely by yourself? Is it like a solo venture or do you have some, anyone else helping? I, I don't have like a uh, solid team right now, but I do work closely with my graphic designer. He has been there since day one. And um, basically I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not the best graphic designer out there. So I did the sketches and you know, he's, He's a very talented guy, very creative guy. He basically goes in there, cleans up the designs. Um, he also has a very creative mind, so he'll add suggestions and things like that. So I consider him like a mentor as far as like my graphic designer. And um, recently I started working with one is actually a photographer and a videographer. Um, I work with those two guys as of now, and I had two people model, if you guys seen them on the pages. Uh, Gen 6 and Brittany, they, they, they did a great job. We did a photo shoot in Brooklyn, which is which pretty much was our only photo shoot um, so far. And, you know, they do, as of, and then my wife, she, she also helps out with everything. Um, we just had an event this past Sunday in Queens, and there were several people there. Uh, Don Shea Hopkins from Power was there. Um, Angela Yee from Power 105. Um, DJ Melody, which was the guy that made everything happen. So, you know, um, <clears throat> I bumped into all those people, and I'm just kind of, open-minded and I just I just want to work and now I'm with the Dulo guys you know what I mean so <laughs> <laughs> and are, are you bootstrapping the whole thing or are you looking for invest, investors how do you go about the whole investment and seed stage um, I'm, I'm not looking for really investors I, I I'm not going to completely close the door on that but at, at this time I haven't really thought about it I have had a couple of people come up to me and offer it and say look um if you're looking for somebody to invest, you know, I'll be willing to invest or whatever. I guess, you know, over time, people start to kind of, I guess, more, you know, when they see this thing is real. Um, 
I haven't really put too much mind into that. Basically, my main mindset has been quality and getting my message across. You know, that has been my big, my three biggest things and just being patient, knowing that, you know, things are not going to happen overnight to take a step forward every day. So that doesn't necessarily need to be sales. It, it can be, for example, now, like I'm, this is my first ever podcast, you know, I've never done anything like this. So this is huge for me and, and, and I'm very happy that things like this are coming along. But basically, if you don't do, you know, if you don't try to move forward on a daily basis, things like this don't come up because if I'm not putting up content, if I'm not putting out products, if I'm not, you know, uh, for the brand, chances are you guys would have been like, this guy's not for real. You know, I'm not, you know, we're not going to waste our time with this. So I, I think right now that has been my main focus. I haven't really gone into the investing part, but who knows, you know, maybe that will be something that I need to do. How do you balance out the work that you have uh, at Double F Clothing with uh, the family life that you have? You said uh, you have uh, two kids uh, and uh, you're obviously full-time dedicated to Double F Clothing, but you have a specific time schedule that you're adhering to or you're, uh, it's uh, basically every waking moment that is not uh, tied into family life. about like how my work schedule like how i balance that out yeah yep um yeah so that before i even got into the brand i had to already find a way to find a work-life balance which is one of the big subjects in the entire world work-life balance um people most of the successful people well, not most, but a lot of successful people, they work a lot of hours, a lot, a lot, a lot, and it's draining. And I guess when, you, when you're enjoying it, it doesn't feel as draining. I'm just starting to experience that, and it's the best feeling in the world. This doesn't feel like work to me at all, and I'm happy that I found something like that. Um, so I had already went through years and years of figuring out how do I balance everything out, you know? How do I enjoy time with my kids and, and, and my wife and still, you know, make this happen with, uh, with work and school. That was the, the subject before, before I got into now, you know, with the brand. Um, about finding that balance, you know, how, how does it work out for you? Everybody has different structures of how their, their living arrangement is. So I'll use mine as an example. And I'll just say that my out is that I know when to chill. <laughs> I know when to say, okay, let's go to the movies, you know, with the kids. Or when I just need to take a moment to stop and just have a conversation with one of my kids. You know, they're five. One is five. The other one's three. He's going to be four next month. It's, it, it's about just knowing when to turn that, that switch off for a second and focus on that. So to use an example uh, to answer that question perfectly, the brand, I, I started off, like I said, in June, and it's already planned. Um, I was already resigning from my job, but I had a vacation planned for a week, and we went to Disney. <laughs> so we went. I had to do that while you know the brand was already up and you know was already out and and, and up and going. All this stuff in before the vacay, I got the photo shoot done. Um, I can't even recall. Like I had to restock on certain products. Like there were all these things I had to do. 
and I got them done. So I'm sitting here in the airport getting ready to go to Disney, and I'm calling uh, the manufacturer to order tank tops <laughs> because I was getting ready to drop tank tops. But I didn't tell anybody because, like, my sorry, I had to go to Disney with the kids <laughs> because I've been working so much, and I need a break, and, you know, my kids deserve it. And trust me, I'm going to get back on the ground when I get back. So it was kind of like my, hey, guys, I'm back. So while I was gone, I had the tank tops manufactured, and I got and I restocked on products. So when I came back, I, you know, it was like a brand-new store and everything. So it kind of worked out. So that's an example of how, like, I balance it out. So meanwhile, I'm in Disney in a roller coaster <laughs> with my son, but, you know, the tank tops were being manufactured, came back with a new product, and it was like, you know, you never miss the beat. So... How do you go about production? Is, are you working with just one supplier or are you using different with different products? Uh, definitely different suppliers and I would say that that's the biggest challenge with this with this game, you know. Finding quality, finding, you know, being able to get things in the right time frame, you know, that's the toughest part I would say about all. Finding a trustworthy um, manufacturer or supplier. So as of now, I'm dealing with uh, different suppliers, and as far as manufacturing, I just have one place who does the printing right now, and one place that does the embroidery. So it's just two places, but um, it's a big thing for me, just a quality thing, you know, maintaining the quality as high as possible, always improving, and um, it's nerve-wracking. It's the most nerve-wracking thing because, to me, I just want to put out a good product, you know, and, and have a good name behind that product. So that, that's the most challenging thing. So as of now, uh, with, with a couple of different people, but you know, as time goes, sometimes that stays the same. Sometimes you got to make adjustments accordingly. Are, they, are you able to visit each of the suppliers or are you doing completely remotely? With, how's the communication going? I decided that because I am a new brand and I'm very small, um, small, uh, I think I'm always going to look at it as small <laughs> because I'm always trying to make it better. Um, so that's kind of like my mindset. But my thing was that, uh, like I said, it's nerve-wracking to me, like the whole quality thing. So I chose two uh, places where I can actually go in person. So I can go in person and I can look at the clothing. I can look at how they're printing it. Uh, what are they using to print it? Um, where is the stuff going to go exactly? The location of it, the size. Um, you know, those two places that I can go in person. So I have face-to-face -face interaction with these guys. Um, lately, what I've been doing is I'll just have the, the, the products shipped to them. And then, you know, I'll go there as far as planning how we're going to go about everything. Face-to-face um, uh, -face interaction with both of them. I think that's the best way for me right now um, until I'm able to learn more or find more flexibility where I can get that stuff done without me having to go there. But as of now, I'm okay with putting in the work around all day, you know, either to the manufacturer or to the embroidery place. And, you know, I'm enjoying that. And what was the, what is the biggest, uh, the biggest um, a challenge during this uh, production and sourcing cycle? Um, <clears throat> the biggest challenge I would say is Finding the right product, like, you know, basically what, what exactly what you want, and then making sure that the quality is where you need it to be when the product is complete. I would think that's, that's the biggest challenge. 
because if if you can put out a good product, eventually, if you continue to promote it and um, you continue to uh, be seen from one person to another, it's going to start spreading. And if the quality is good, people are going to want to wear it. Um, they're going to feel comfortable wearing it. And then that also adds to the value of the brand. So the hardest part to me would be finding the right place to get the product from and then delivering the overall uh, uh, product, you know, with the quality that you need in the end. You mentioned uh, content before. How do you, because you know there's a lot of platforms. I think it's one of the, our biggest issues because there's a lot of platforms, a lot of formats of content. How do you go about creating and distributing content? And is there some somewhere you currently focus? It's like one of the platforms? Are you trying to be on, on the most places you can? Um, as far as content goes, oh, actually, there was one part that I forgot to mention. I think one more thing that's very challenging is uh, gaining credibility, so whether that be through Facebook ads or through Instagram promotions. Um, that's also a very tough part. And, you know, I've done adjustments to try to improve that. You know, I, I've added the reviews to the website and things like that. So, you know, people can see that the stuff is real um, to build that reputation online. I've been getting a lot of, a lot of uh, local support for the brand. And that's been awesome. You know, a lot of people that, you know, a lot of people in New Jersey, a lot of people in New York. Um, but I want to expand, you know, I want to go to California, eventually international. Um, so as far as platforms, I am most active on Instagram. I just feel like it's so easy to just go right in the DM and the little red bubble pops up. I think the way that it's set up, people just kind of like to communicate through Instagram. It's very, uh, easy. It's very, uh, communication friendly in my opinion. So I'm very heavy on Instagram, but, um, I'm starting to get also into Facebook. I understand that the market for Facebook is the largest. And um, I also do have a Facebook store that I set up, um, learning about Facebook ads, which um, we just talked about. Like I said, one of the big challenges is getting credibility online from the online world. It's not easy. And finding your target audience is not easy uh, because you might think it's something, but it might not be. So it takes work and it takes time and it takes experimenting. And so I'm just trying to gain a lot of knowledge in that as far as like, um, the Facebook ads and, and finding your, your target audience and helping to grow that audience and then just continuing to deliver with the products. Where are you learning about Facebook ads? How do you go about learning uh, about Facebook ads? <laughs> I wish Honestly, I wish I could tell you right now because I've been basically experimenting and reading and using common sense and just kind of putting it all together. As soon as I have the perfect animus, I will get back to you with that because as of right now, I'm really just trying to figure it out. So, you know, you can go from looking for a certain interest or a certain habits and certain uh, locations. So I, I would say that it's a lot of it goes into research. So if you're into fashion, you're going to go research fashion, you know, where, where's the fashion uh, industry moving right now? Where is it popular? Where, you know, all these things, interest, you know, um, 
I'm a I'm a hip hop lover. You know, that's just in my blood. I, I grew up in an urban environment. I'm a big hip hop guy. So um, I don't know. Maybe that's the the <laughs> the, the group. Um, it's not that I'm confused. It's just that was not just created for one set of people. But I do understand that maybe people might buy it more than others. That I do understand. Um, but my brand wasn't just created for one group of people. It's kind of it's kind of a lifestyle. So I recently went to a event um, for Dame. Uh, it was uh, for Damon John, the guy that created Fubu, that he's on Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, yeah. So one thing I learned there, you know, they were speaking, and they said, you know, you only have one competitor, is the guy all the way at the top. So I look at myself like, why can't I be the next Nike? even though they're a sports brand, but they're a successful brand and people wear it from all over the world. You know, it's not just one age group. It's not just, you know, so why I can definitely see myself building a culture that way. It takes time. It takes years. It takes work, but you know, I'm willing to put in that work. So top, and that's the only competition. And I see how, how can I get one step closer to getting up there? So. Great stuff. What what's Cisco? What's the kind of the long term vision of the company? Are you working with any collaborate? I mean, are you doing any collaborations towards that vision that you kind of have, or is it something that you're kind of trying out organically? My vision for for the company in the long run, I definitely want to go big. I want to go big. I, I, you know, I want to do sponsorships. Um, I want to team up with people. You know, I'm I'm into all the business. I'm into everything, and nowadays. If you're going to grow, if you're going to get out there, you need to do it. You know, you need to, um, you need, you need to market yourself. You need to work with people. That's, that's the only way you're going to grow your audience. That's the only way you're going to, you know, get more attention and eventually, you know, get more customers and more people to follow your brand and, and your movement. So I'm definitely open to all these uh, opportunities that may be able to come along my way. It's just a matter of, making the decisions when those offers come up. Uh, you got to know how to say no when it's, you know, inappropriate. But uh, for the most part, I'm looking forward to work with a lot of people with different things. And um, I don't know, maybe this podcast can help me get some people to see the brand, you know, international, you know, and eventually that's also one of my goals, you know, to go to be able to ship worldwide. I don't just want to ship here, but I just kind of been taking things a little bit one step at a time so I can do things properly and limit the amount of mistakes that I make. Um, but happening very soon as far as like shipping things, you know, international and, and things like that. And I'm very open-minded. I'm, I'm, I'm open to doing collaborations and things like that and, and discussing ideas and projects. You touched on shipping. Um, what's, what's your current uh, process uh, in terms of uh, shipping? I saw on Instagram that you're shipping currently only in the U.S., uh, just tell, talk a little bit about uh, how you approach that. So basically, we're shipping uh, only in the United States as of now, and uh, we're shipping through Priority Mail. So it's very straightforward. Um, we use uh, the flat rate option, which basically gives you one price, um, and then the item gets to the customer from one to three business days, which is pretty quick. And I know, you know, one of the big things nowadays is people want things now and they want it fast. So
So we decided to go with that shipping method. I thought about different things in the beginning, how to maybe make the shipping a little more um, um, affordable and things like that. But if you want to mix, you know, affordable with um, getting getting it to the customer as, as fast as possible, it doesn't always, you can't always find like a perfect uh, equilibrium. I decided to go priority mail, one to three business days and go from there. Um, I ship everything. So, you know, as of now, I'm holding on to the inventory. I'm not doing any like drop shipping or anything like that yet, which is also something very big um, that I've been considering and, and, you know, just working on in the background. Um, but as of now, yeah, I hold the inventory and I, and I ship it out to the customers. Priority. Great. Uh, and have you had issues because of that culture of people expecting to receive something the same day or the next day? And uh, you may have your order take a little bit longer time. Uh, I'm asking because I see all this uh, this new behavior that Amazon is creating, for example, that people expect everything to be delivered to them almost immediately. They order it and it's at their doorstep. And for young, small companies, it's very hard to have this kind of service uh, from day one when you're so small and you don't have the resources to afford that. And especially if you're shipping internationally, it could take one or two weeks. Have you had any issues or people complaining about that? Or did you find people uh, are understanding uh, and supportive of being such a small and young player uh, and they're more willing to accept longer delays? Okay, um, so as far as uh, issues, I haven't, I, I haven't really had any issues um, with, with people not getting things on time. That was something that I found out through research. <laughs> so a lot of things, I do a lot of things through research. I look out to see if there's um, any patterns, any trends, things like that, as far as like service goes. So I read into a lot of stuff. And um, I haven't really had any issues. So as of now, the priority mail has been working pretty well. Tracking number, I give them a tracking number. As soon as um, the item is shipped, they're able to track it. I'm able to track it. We can see, you know, um, very accurate uh, date that the package might get there. So um, as of now, it's worked pretty well. I haven't really had any issues with that. Is your store on Shopify? I mean, in the sense of are you automating those emails with the tracking numbers and stuff like that? Um, I, I had to debate between using Shopify. That's a whole other uh, aspect. I went with Big Cartel. I went with Big Cartel because it was more affordable for me. Um, being that I was starting as a small business and they helped with the inventory, that the process for the orders. It's very smooth. Um, in the near future, but as of now, I went with the cartel. I think the, the, the audio got a little bit... That's uh, connection. It was a little more affordable. And they also... Uh, help out with uh, keeping track of inventory, uh, emails and things like that. I do I'll contact the customers myself, so which is fun because I get to interact with them and let them know that I'm there if they have any questions. 
or if there's any issues, they have someone that they can call directly. So it's kind of like the the salesman slash the customer service guy. <laughs> so it's fun, you know. I email them directly. I send them the, the information. And, you know, I, I leave that door open in case they have any questions or there's anything that they, they, they need from me. Do you try to do, like, some nice custom things, like sending a personal note or something like that? Yeah, we do. Um, right now, we were, we've been sending out uh, postcards. So we have custom postcards uh, that go out with the orders as a thank you, of course. And that, that's also an area that um, we're constantly working on, you know, different things as far as, like, adding things in there, you know, as part of customer appreciation. Um, you know, there's, there's different things you can do when it comes to that. You know, you want to add a sticker, you want to add a note. Um, I don't know. You know, there's different things you can do. It depends. It depends on the customer. You know, you kind of just got to go with your gut, the way you feel, you know. You got to, but you definitely have to show uh, customers that uh, they're appreciated and that, you know, even though they're, they're contributing um, uh, to your growth, it's more of uh, you're, you're the one that has to be grateful that they even took the time to go to your website, to even look at your stuff to begin with, let alone purchase something. So you definitely have to continue to be thankful. And, yes, we do, um, we do um, the postcards. And then I also had a promotion, like a, a coupon going out there. It actually expires August 31st. It's a 15% off coupon when somebody, after somebody makes the first purchase. Um, that's been running for a while, and it's been, it's been going pretty good. Um, so yeah, definitely add things and definitely change them up over time throughout the seasons and things like that. That's a very important part about business. You got to understand that you're going to, you have to have the mentality that you have to give more than you're going to get. So you have to make it, make things easier for people to buy, uh, make people feel appreciated, make, make people feel part of the brand. They're not just buying something and you just throw a, a product down, uh, a product at them. You know, you have to add that little, that little extra. I'm going to shift gears a bit with a bit of a random question. Um, we we okay. usually do one of these per episode, and for this one, uh, my random question is if you can collaborate with any brand or company or person, who would that be? Just one. Just one, man. Wow. That's tough, man. That's a tough one. Um, that's out there. Um, that's really tough. Could be a company, could be like an athlete or a, or a musician. Um, if I'm going to say an athlete, I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Judge. He's, he's uh, a New York Yankee, so uh, from the baseball team. Okay. He, uh, I'm a diehard Yankee fan, first of all, so I'm already from the East. Um, he is a very young player. He's upcoming right now. He's becoming one of the biggest faces of Major League Baseball. Even though, you know, the brand is not um, in that, uh, there's nothing really, uh, what do you say, like athletic in the brand right now. Like it's not like Nike or anything like that. But um, having him wear something like that and knowing, you know, um, the future he can possibly have um, by what I see in him, um, I would say Aaron Judge. Um, he's a... He's a very young kid. He's very talented. He's big. He just, he just won the home run derby. Um, he's a New York Yankee. I've been a New York Yankee fan for over 20 years. And instead of me going straight to the top to someone who's already established, I would rather go to somebody young 
who I know worked really, really hard to get where he's at. And I think he will represent the brand well. I think he has great sportsmanship. And I would say Aaron Judge from the New York Yankees. Great stuff. Uh, being respectful of your time, we don't want to hold you on the line because you also have a family to take care of on this uh, nice Sunday. And a business to run. And a business to run. Let's find out more about you. About yourself, website, social media handles. And you guys broke up a little bit there. Oh. Where can people find more about you or the company? So like social media handles, website, links? Yes. Okay. So the website is thisisdoublef.bigcartel.com. And uh, social media, follow us at double F underscore clothing. That would be uh, the most active uh, social media page where you can find out more about the brand and things like that. I don't go too into depth talking about myself because this is a movement, you know, this is not about me. This is about, you know, people coming together and bringing together their experiences and learning from each other and being positive minded and motivated. So I would say follow me on Instagram and follow me on Facebook. Instagram is double underscore F underscore clothing. Um, on Facebook, we are at this is double F. It's soon. Nice one. Yeah, you, you're quite active on Instagram stories as well, so it's a nice insight to the to the founding person's kind of lifestyle. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? You're quite active on Instagram stories as well, so it's a nice uh, sneak peek into the the founder's lifestyle and how you run things. Um, I can't. You broke up a little bit. I'm sorry. I don't know why right now. It's you said something about Instagram and the lifestyle. Yeah, having the stories and uh, showing all your documenting all your journey on the stories is a nice insight into the life of an entrepreneur and uh, the early days of Double F. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes. Um, Instagram. Yeah, that's right. that. That's true. Basically, yeah, Instagram will take you through everything, and I'm just out there being myself. And you know, whether it's listening to music, you're gonna see me in the car a lot because I'm on the move. I actually, I've been doing lifts lately. So I'm literally in my car either dropping off stuff to people, I'm doing lifts, I'm, you know, going to an event. Um, so you're going to see me in the car a lot like you see me right now. This is my, my hustle machine. So, yeah, you, can, you guys can really get a taste of everything that's going on step by step um, on the Instagram stories and all that. So saw that and, uh, yeah, it's definitely the entrepreneur life right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate your time again. I think we're probably going to can shoot a lot more on business, but maybe we can do a part two sometime in the future if you're up for it. Absolutely. Um, I can definitely see myself working with you guys again. I appreciate you guys doing this. This is the first ever podcast. Hopefully one day, you know, it becomes a legendary podcast. It'll be the first ever podcast between Dulo and Double F. So, Let's just keep working, guys, and uh, I'll, I'll be shouting you guys out, too. I appreciate exactly, it. Exactly, man. Likewise. Thanks, man. Have a great Thanks Sunday. Have a great week ahead of you. And, uh, yeah, keep in touch. We'll keep on following your stories. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You guys have a great day, too. Thanks, man.